Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, 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 and a gracious good afternoon, good night, depending on where you may be in this universe as you hear the sound of my voice. Welcome to the It's Real Radio broadcast. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and as always, it is indeed a pleasure and an honor to meet up with you in the airwaves. We give God all the praise, glory, and the honor for this yet another day that he has blessed us to be alive and to give him praise. Anytime there is yet breath left in our body, we should be willing to praise the Lord because no matter what you may be going through, I promise you someone else is going through even more. So we thank and praise God for his goodness, his strength, his mercy, and his glory upon our lives. With that being said, I would like to say hello and welcome my beautiful co-host to the show, the beautifully talented Miss Tanya Roberts. How are you today, love? Man, I tell you, I don't know if I look so much forward to the introductory every week of just hearing <laughs> you say that. I, I just get pumped and all stoked out, okay? I just think I'm like totally like my head is already blown up already. I'm like going, shut the front door. Okay. <laughs> I am awesome, sis. It actually um, has started raining here in Augusta. Okay. Mm-hmm. It is, um, but I thank God it's beautiful no matter which way it is. Amen. I'm just so grateful to be happy, feel good. I'm celebrating my sixth year anniversary today. Happy anniversary. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Woo-hoo. I know, right? Yes. Oh, so this is when everybody should make start calling in about right now when I say six years <laughs> Y'all should be like, bring what man, you think of? Man, and I can celebrate with you because I was actually there on that day. God bless you. Yes, you, you married us. So let oh, it look, let that wow. be known. And that's why we <laughs> had that splash of thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so what tell me, tell me about this topic today. The topic today is preparing for purpose, preparing for purpose. Um, I have had some things unfold in my life over the past couple of weeks that really brought this topic to mind as I pondered today and just asking God, because you know we do this, we always go before the throne and we ask God, Lord, what do you want to share with your people? Because this is all about him. 
and that he just dropped that in my spirit. And, and I think the reason being is because we never, ever know when that door is going to open and we step into our purpose. We step into the possibilities and the opportunities that God had already put in motion for us, but we just didn't know the day, the moment, the hour that it was going to present itself. And sometimes when that door opens, we are not ready. We are not ready because we have not prepared for our purpose. And so today I just wanted to open up this topic so that our listeners can start thinking about what are you preparing for? You know, if you believe that you have been created for greatness, if you believe that God created you with purpose in mind before he breathed you out into this earth realm, then how have you been preparing for that platform? Now, for, for a lot of people, that platform is on a global scale. For some other people, that platform may just be in your local community. And others, that platform may very well just be in your home. But are you prepared? Are you prepared for what God wants to do in your life? Because we're always saying, Lord, bless me. Lord, promote me. Lord, I want to do this, that, and the other. But in all honesty, what have you done? What have you done to prepare yourself for what God wants to do in your life? If we remember and we take the word of God to heart when he said, eyes have not seen and ears have not heard what I have purposed for you, if we take that to heart, then are we really ready for it? Are we really ready for it? Now, um, week before last, um, I had the pleasure, I was in D.C., and um, I was at the Black CEO, Black and Influential Conference. And there was, I, I promise you, Tanya, it was such a phenomenal experience. It really, really was. And and this is nothing against our, our other ethnicities, um, brothers and sisters that we have, because this show goes out to everybody. So please don't feel slighted in what I'm about to say, because we love you all. But to be in that type of atmosphere with people of my same race, with people from every economic, social um, platform from people from Africa, people from, from the UK, people from America, people from the Bahamas, all with a common goal of working together to see each other succeed was, I promise you, something that really, really I cannot even completely articulate. It, it was incredible. It was such a, I, I liken it to this, and this is when I left, is that I liken it to a tribal experience, to where there was such a cohesiveness of unity, of working together from people that literally just stepped out in faith to be there. There was one young lady, I bless her heart, beautiful young lady. She actually shared the stage um, the same night I spoke at the conference, so did she. And, but one of her testimonies, was that she actually left home. She drove from Atlanta to Washington, okay, and only had paid for one night stay at the hotel because that's all she had money for. She had no idea 
how she was going to pay for the remainder of her stay. But she stepped out in faith and went anyway because it was that important to her. And she heard the voice of God saying, you know, this is where you need to be. To being in the room with people that are making eight figures, forget seven figures, eight figures every year and annually, and there be no difference. There were no big eyes and little U's. There was nobody looking down on anybody. It was just such a beautiful time of camaraderie um, and, and, you know, working together, you know, and, and the people that were there to teach us, to pour into us, to train us um, for the various different workshops, I promise you, when you met them in the hallway, it was like you and I talking. It, it was just like, you know, you had known them from years. It was no, you know, standoffish and, you know, um, okay, well, I've, I've gotten up and I've done my, my little spiel and, and now let me go on out the back door because I don't want to be bothered with anybody. It was none of that. Everybody just worked in unison. And like I said, you know, if you met them outside um, that door, that room where the workshop took place, it, it was like, you know, a sister in a brotherhood. It was just like, hey, what's going on? You know, you could ask questions and they were happy to pour into you. There were um, on Friday morning and on Saturday morning, the conference started at 8 a.m., but there were there were trainers and people that actually would be downstairs at 7 a.m. to pour into you before the conference even started because it was that important that they educate and they teach. I'm telling you, it was phenomenal. But one thing that I walked away with in meeting and, and connecting with these various different people and people that had the ability and the power to present opportunities to you, to open doors for you, I walked away saying, you know, are we prepared? Because I made some some contacts there that the following week I heard from, and because of of the connection at the conference, next next month I'll be in Detroit, and there are some doors that that are opening on an international level that I had to ask myself, you know, am I prepared? Am I prepared? One of the things, one of the, the gentlemen who, who's, who actually I'll be at his event in, in the, um, next month in Detroit, he was introducing me to an ambassador. And I get this. And this is what he said. He said, listen, I'm going to recommend you and I'm going to introduce you to the ambassador. He said, but I'm going to tell you. He said, before he talks to you, he is going to check you out. So make sure, okay, that your representation is correct. And he put it this way. They look for people that are quote unquote presidential. In other words, that carry themselves in a way, okay, that would not be misconstrued. And I thought about that. And and so, you know, you know me and, and I really, in my posts and, and all my sites and different things, I make sure because I'm a woman of God, that I operate them with a certain decorum in a certain manner. But I had to stop and think, what if, now think about this, sis, what if I had all kind of um, foolishness on my pages, um, going back and forth, debating people over the president and, and calling people all out their names and talking about, you know, their intelligence and their IQ and all the different things that, quote, unquote, the body of Christ is out here doing in this day and time. What if that was the portrayal of who I am? That would have completely negated the opportunity that stands in front of me. So my question, again, is 
what are you doing to prepare for your purpose? I'm going to let you step in there at that. You know what? Wow, you have me on fire because I, too, have gone through a couple of things this last month and a half um, that made me see things different than my regular pattern. Not at the level, because when you were just speaking just a moment ago, I promise you my heart began to beat really fast. Like, whoa, whoa, that's deep. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. You've been praying. You've been sewing. You've been fasting. Yes. You've been yes. crying. You've been speaking in tongues. You've been shouting. You've been dancing. You've been, oh, you know, okay, you've been crying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've been mad about it. You've been sad mm-hmm. about it. You've been, mm-hmm. I'm just tired of it. And I don't want right. to give up about it. And God keeps saying no. And then you just asked the question, Elder, what, are you really ready? Because what we have to say to you and what my sister is saying to you is that it's a level that, you know, since I've been talking to coaches and people that are making money and, and seven figures and, you know, and different things like that, I didn't really care about that part. But how do you get there? How do you mm-hmm. learn from there? Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something, people. Whoever is listening, listen to my voice. See, I'm one of those kind of people, if you put me on a job and you show me what to do, I can do it. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. But when you sit there and you say to me, okay, I need to send you a couple of videos. Um, I need to send you. So I'm, this is what I'm asking to you as well, Elder, a question maybe. I hope mm-hmm. I um, propose it right to you because to me you're very important. And I know time is valuable. But how do you, you know, put that all together? Because some said to me, read. And we, I keep saying read. If you notice the last couple of shows, I go read. How can mm-hmm. you write a book if you don't like to read? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, can you, how can you, you know what I'm trying to say? If you don't, how can you put something together if you don't like reading? Because then you have to read the instruction. Right. So that's maybe something I had to. And maybe others have to ask, um, ask God, help me in my mind. Help mm. me do ADD, elemental P, HYD, mm. settle mm. down enough to get what you're saying to me. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm respecting where you are, Elder, because I've seen the journey. And what people got to know is this didn't happen overnight. Amen. Amen. Oh, God knows. Amen. This ain't happened three years. This ain't happened four years. This ain't happened y'all five years. Some of y'all saying, I don't have no time. I'm getting older. I ain't got time to wait. The more I watch everything, I'm like, man, they're trying to say I'm ancient at my age. Mm. Because they think now that the old new age is like 45. I'm like, really? Mm. You got to be kidding me. So mm. what's happening is now we got to start all over again because the reason why we're not ready is because you still got to get the garbage out your way. Yes. Not you, Elder. I'm speaking. I'm there. See, the reason why this is called is real is because my sister has held on to the good fight. I'm the one that has been struggling back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And now I'm saying, you know what? I'm tired of this. Mm. I'm ready to receive with God what you have for me. Now it's like it's going fast and like you're saying. So what do we have to do, Elder? Tell us, because I know what you've gone through for these last years, more than 15 years. So what do what do they have to do to prep for this time? First and foremost, not to give up. That's that's number one. That's the first part of preparation. And hear me when I say this, because God spoke something to me the other day, and it literally brought tears to my eyes because as you because I know where where I've been and what I've walked through. 
but to not give up. The word of God tells us to despise not small beginnings, okay? And those small beginnings sometimes seems like they you walk through it for years and years and years. And at a certain point, and this is this is where the enemy tries to come in and wreak havoc in your life, at a certain point you will weary in well doing. The word of God tells us not to. But there are times, if we are honest, including me, if we are honest, we will weary in well-doing. We will get to a place where every once in a while you will take your eyes off of the Lord and you'll place your eyes on what is happening in someone else's life. You cannot ever afford to do that. You can. And and when it happens, you make sure it is for a fleeting moment and you quickly quickly come back into yourself. You know, what, what, what the prodigal son is said that when he came to himself, you need to quickly come to yourself, quickly, and recognize and understand your walk, your plight, your story is not the same as anybody else's. Somebody said something to me this morning. I, I, I know you haven't seen me, but I, I put some hair in my hair, um, and it is almost like a platinum blonde. It was as light as I could find. I really wanted Snow White, and I couldn't find it, um, just to kind of go with the gray, because <laughs> that gray is popping up pretty, pretty strong and pretty quick. But I found the lightest I could find because I just I wanted something different, and I never wear color like this in my hair. I was always that burgundy and that red person. Anyway, so I put something different in my hair. Well, somebody was at church this morning, and I've, I've had it like this for over a month, but this person hadn't been to church in over a month, so they had not seen my hair. And so she walked up, and she was complimenting me on my hair, but she said to me, she said, girl, you're trying to be Tony Braxton. And I looked at her, and I said, oh, no, ma'am, the only person I'm trying to be is Quaylette James. I'm not trying to be like anybody else. I knew what she was saying, okay? And she called herself making a compliment, Okay, but I, for me, for who I am, and I didn't take offense and I was laughing while I said it, but I meant it in my heart. I wanted to say, no, 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 I am not imitating or emulating anybody else because God created me to be unique in who I am. Okay, I, I can nobody in the universe to get this planet, can nobody in this universe, if there's life outside of this planet, beat me at being Coilette. No one, because that is who oh, I man. am. Okay, uh, can I stop you there real quick? Sir? Sure, uh, sure. I just, man, that's powerful right there. I hope everybody got exactly what Elder is saying. She don't even realize I'm really interviewing her, because these are the <laughs> questions that we all have. So I think that's powerful in itself. So what she said, and this is where we need people to really see how you feel. You know, it, you, 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 we all got to have dirt on us. Yeah. We don't even know what level sometimes we want to be on that level because you know why? If it's in you, it's a purpose why it's in you, a reason why it's in you, so that's you can right. rise up to that occasion. The reason why you're frustrated, the reason why you get mad, the reason why you keep crying, the reason why you keep fighting over and over again is because you know that you have a strong purpose. But we keep Mm. asking the question, is this where God wants me? Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. what is my purpose? Living a purpose-driven life. We read that book 10 years ago when it was written. No against it. But then it's okay if you read it now. But if you keep reading the same thing over and over again, how do you get to where you want to go? The question Mm. I want to ask you right now, Elder, is, check this out. 
I heard someone one time I went to a meeting. Because, see, sometimes you got to invest a little bit. I don't have no money. Find something. You heard mm-hmm. her say when you really want something. Because, mm-hmm. see, this is what I just heard not too long ago. When you really want something, you make it happen. Yes, They ma'am. said, we need you to do this, 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 and that. And I said, well, mm-hmm. I have to do this, this, and that. And they said, well, you know what? Two things. You can't lead a horse to water. And what? You can't make them drink. That's right. And you can sit there, and when you really want something, if you really want that outfit in that mall, you're going to make a purpose to go get it. Mm-hmm. If you know you're going to the club and you want your hair done, oh, no matter what, you're going to make sure your hair get done. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't realize this stuff. I see people getting their nails done. That's your purpose, but you ain't got no money. Hmm. See, we need to reevaluate some things. No, I ain't talking about nobody. No, I'm dirty myself. You already know my story. I put myself out there like that. I'm not even trying mm-hmm. to hand-hand and fend mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What I'm saying is reality is what reality is. So this is the mm-hmm. question now. I heard someone tell me that in order to make a meeting with Bill Gates, it's a million dollars for one hour. Mm. What would you say, Bill? It was a Bill Gates or uh, Greenspun. Please forgive me, everybody. Please forgive me. One hour. What would you say? Now, hold up. Let's reverse it now. This is the question I'm asking you now, Elder. Mm-hmm. They said to you, prep. Because she, you got to understand this person is checking you out. We're going to introduce you as Esther was prepared to mm-hmm. the king. Mm-hmm. Now you got to go before the king Because see people don't realize it She's saying king There's pe- many people of different levels Yes. And if they real about it I ain't talking about the faith I'm talking about real about it There's different levels people don't realize Even in the kingdom of God mm-hmm. I love T.D. Mm-hmm. Jakes and I say wow Somebody put me before T.D. Jakes I don't want to act stupid I want to ask some questions hmm. That's going to matter that's going to take me that's what my pastor brought about today in church today. Are you ready to see Jesus? You ready mm. to take you to the next level? Then what are you prepping to do so you can meet him, so he can bless you? So, Elder, right. what do we do? Tell me, tell me right then. What do we do? What are you going to do when you sit down for that meeting? Well, how are you going to prep? How are you going to get yourself prepared for that moment? You know, there is a, a saying out there that if you says that if you stay ready, then you don't have to get ready. Okay, you stay ready. You don't have to get ready. So therefore, in in aligning with preparing for your purpose, in preparing for you don't know when you would have that chance encounter. So you've all suddenly, as you the the analogy you just were given, you you have been brought in front of this individual. What are you going to do? How will you be prepared? How will you prepare for it? You should already be prepared for it. It, it, it shouldn't be like I'm in front of this individual, so now I'm tongue-tied. I don't know the correct questions to ask. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. We have to stay ready. How do we stay ready? We stay in that flow of the Holy Spirit because he will give you the directive that you need at that given moment. He said, if you open your mouth, I will fill it. That's not just in preaching the word of God. That's in everyday conversation. So if you have that connection with the Holy Spirit, if you stay connected, remember the, the, the hmm, pastor said something this morning 
And he was talking about the vine and the branch. And he said that life is in the vine. It's not in the branch. Okay. If the branch is disconnected from the vine, then the branch would die. But as he was saying that God took me a step further and even what pastor was saying, he said, no, the life comes from the root. Because even the vine, if it's cut off from the root, the vine will die too. What is your root? What is your core? What is at your center? And if your connection is with the Holy Spirit at all times, at all times, are we praying every step of the way, every moment of every day? No, I understand we're not, but are we connected? Is the Holy Spirit in residence within you, and are you aware that he is there? Are you aware? So that if that opportunity opens itself, you don't have to stop and say, okay, Lord, please word my mouth. No, you already know the Holy Spirit is there. He lives with you. You commune with him on a daily basis. You know his voice. So if you stay ready, if you stay in that oneness with him, then you don't have to get ready. Because he's already there. Wow, that's powerful. Okay, I take, I'm taking things step by step because, see, I'm one of those kind of people that I'm like a self, I, I, I'm not a self-learner. I have to hear things and I have to digest it. So mm-hmm. I'm going over it again. And what she's saying is, study to show thyself approved. Mm-hmm. That's what the word of God says. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that. And what he's saying is, be prepared for that moment. Yes. Man, they had the bridesmaids waiting on Jesus. Some was over him high. And that was me, the him high. Mm-hmm. And then there was another one, the mate, was saying, you know what? No matter what, devil, you can go on about yourself. Mm. I'm ready for this moment. Hey. And you ain't going to take me. You ain't going to break me. You ain't going to do this. Guess what? Everybody, guess what? I'm still towards that. Because when I did meet a couple of people that had something going on and telling me about it, I was like, oh, no, I need to do blah, blah, blah. The Lord said, you ain't ready yet. Mm. See, every time you got to keep questioning yourself, Every time you got to keep self-doubting yourself, up, like just like what Elder said, you're going to go through the moment. Mm-hmm. But if you can shake yourself off fast and realize, mm-hmm. you know what, mm-hmm. this is a part of the process. I'm moving That's on right. to the high calling. I That's need to right. do it. Then you're going to make it. You're going to yeah. make it. But if you're the bridegroom over there, the wrong, wrong ones, you're going, you know what, Jesus ain't coming. He said he was yeah. going to come and he ain't coming. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go back to what I was doing before because it seemed like at least I know that. See, I was one of them kind of people. What you just said, that leads back to the first question that you asked me because I didn't quite get to finish it. When you were saying, you know, uh, and I said, don't weary in those small beginnings. Here's the key. Just like you said, you know, people are sitting there saying, you know, they keep saying Jesus is coming back in, came back in. So now I'm going to do my own thing. When you weary not in well-doing, when you recognize and understand, I have for years, since 2005, I've done Kingdom Empowerment Seminars. I've had the, the, the opportunity to minister and speak and teach this, this three to four hour seminar to a room full of people. And I've also taught it to one individual. I had one when I was in Tennessee and I had the, the, I set up the seminar and didn't but one person show up. But you know what I did, Tanya? I talked that one person the same way I would have if that room was full. I took her through that whole three hours and taught her everything that I would have taught if the room was full. So that now where God has opened up an international avenue, 
I, I'm like, if you know what I'm saying, whether it's one person sitting in front of me or 5,000 people sitting in front of me, it matters not. Because when you weary not and you keep doing what God has called you to do, no matter who's before you, because it's not about the number, it is about what each one reached one. So that day I reached one. You can have a room full of people that you're talking to, that you're ministering to, but in those 5,000 people, maybe only 500 really hear you. Oh, I get, get the, the aha moment to say, oh, right, yes, that's the answer. So you don't be moved in the numbers. You don't be moved in what, quote, unquote, society says is a successful event or a successful endeavor. You've got to make sure that, again, you are connected to the spirit of God. And as he prompts and as he leads you, then that, that is where you're at. So we don't get swayed. We don't try to emulate somebody else. We don't get caught up in the hype. Whatever you do, don't believe the hype. Because that same person that's blowing smoke up your butt today will be that same one throwing daggers at your back tomorrow. So never get caught up in the hype. Never get caught up in, oh, you are all of this in a bag of chips. No, I am a servant of the Lord God Almighty. And guess what? If he take the breath from my body, I will be no more. Okay? So I cannot get caught up in the hype. Wow, that's powerful, Elder. You know what? I'm, I'm telling everybody out there. I was one, I'm a quick fix person. I'm not anymore. Now I'm looking at my life as an older person, and I'm going, Lord, help me. Extend my years and let them be great in your eyes, not the world. Mm. See, what you guys don't understand is the reason why a lot of us fail because we're looking for a quick fix. Mm-hmm. God don't work when we want him to. Mm-hmm. He works when he wants to, when it's time. That's right. See, many a times, you guys, I've gone out there. I did this. I didn't have babies. I didn't got married. I didn't did everything out of God's element of mm. what he told me. Lord, if you don't work, I'm going to do it anyway. Bless hmm. Hmm. Who was I? But again, if you get to the point, and this is what Elder is saying, and I hear it in her voice. You can hear it in her spirit. I'm the clay. You the potter. Yes. I don't want to yes. tell you anymore how to make me, mm. how to mold me, how to shape me. I want you to do just what you have predestined mm-hmm. me to be. Mm-hmm. Now he's allowing people to come in her pathway. Mm. Now he's allowing her to get ready to make those eight figures. Now he's allowing her to write those million-dollar books. You know why? Because if you heard her say, one person came to the conference. What about mm. you? I don't know about y'all. I'd be like, girl, check this out. Come on, let's go to lunch. Hmm. If you're still there, then you ain't ready yet. If you can't teach one person, you still got an attitude, you ain't ready yet. Mm-hmm. My pastor was talking about the same thing about the sycamore tree. It's not the point that the sycamore tree had fruit that everybody liked because it wasn't. It wasn't what the rich people ate. Mm. But if you was hungry and you needed something to eat, even though it was a bitter fruit, you ate it. Mm-hmm. It was what the commoners ate. See, sometimes we don't, we want to be in the palace. We don't want to work on that out in the street, got to do what we got to do level. We got mm. attitudes because we feel like we are privileged. That's why our children out there feel like they privileged. Because mm-hmm. we walk around and believe it or not, we don't think we do. I used to have tantrums. I had tantrums because <laughs> I wanted God to work when I wanted him to work. I had tantrums. 
Yes, Lord, and she I did. And I know he was <laughs> laughing at me going, you can have all the ones you want to. Mm-hmm. That's why your life is such a mess. But I'm here. Daddy's here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to clean it up again for you. I'm going to clean it up again. So what I'm saying is, you know what, Elder, this is, this is deep. So I'm, I'm, what I want to ask you again, tell us a little bit more. Because, see, like you're saying, you had the conferences. You had, you, you had different things. I remember, sis. I remember. You put money in that you didn't even have. You walked out on faith. We laughed, you guys, if you followed us for the last couple of years. Cause we like, Colette, the only parties can move somewhere. Ireland. <laughs> Ain't never been Ireland before. <laughs> Why are you in Ireland? Because I, I was feeling my spirit, Tan, that this is where God wants me, and I'm going to see where it's going to go. Mm. I'm like, what? Who are you doing in Ireland? <laughs> She'd be like, nobody, but, you know, and God introduced to the people. Mm-hmm. God put God, God put the, the messages, the angels in her way. Where mm-hmm. are you at still in your life? You guys, mm-hmm. we have to wake up. Time is wasting. Yeah. If you look at the signs of the time, man, I'm tripping. If you lost somebody and you go back and go, how many years have I been gone? What? Mm-hmm. When you're looking at people that's going on and then you go, how, what? Mm-hmm. What are you looking at in your life? What's your struggle that's holding you back? Mm. And you know what, Elder, what I love? Because one thing about it is I've always seen you with the perseverance to run. Mm. You knew that sometimes you made mistakes. You knew sometimes you didn't miss the mark, but you kept running. Me, you guys, I was a crybaby. My sister will tell you I waddled mm-hmm. in my mess years. I carried it with me like a backpack. I said I let it go. But I thought the only way that I can tell God how much I was sorry and I loved him is I just kept bearing the pain, kept bearing mm. the shame. And he mm. was sending messages to tell me to let it go. Yes. You know what? The reason why you can't go forth to the next level because you don't know how to let it go. Mm. And what you got to hear, what Elder just said, this is not an overnight fix. No, no. I, we were singing the song today in church. I'm going to wait on him. I'm going to trust him at his word. And if this is what you have, I'm going to trust him. You know what I told the Lord? Some things have been going crazy, you guys. You got to hear me. Things have been going crazy. Lessons been having to be learned. It's like it's going fast for me all at one time. And I remember just going, wow, ooh, Lord. But you know what, Daddy? This is where I am now. If this don't work out, I ain't mad at you. Mm-hmm. I ain't mad. I ain't going to have no attitude. Because I realize I thank you. You working this out for my good. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this is about. But you're still mm-hmm. giving me strength when I think I can't make it. Yeah. I can't do this job no more. You give me new renewed strength. You give yeah. me new joy. You give me new peace. As long as you're running, it doesn't matter. You may not be in meetings with eight figures or ten figures or whatever. whatever. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I ain't good with the figures like that. I just know I want to make money. Ain't that crazy? <laughs> so when you get to that point where you in, you fixed with that, you ever think sometimes, even where you are, maybe God has you there to keep you safe. You may work in a common job. You may do common things, what you consider common, but God can elevate that common, and you can live just as rich as a person that got yes. Beyonce's money. Yes. Because you think what? You think because you got money? You, guess what? Now you got to shop at the department stores. Now you got to do okay. what they do. Now yes. you got to do, you know what, higher level, higher devils, y'all. What you thought? If you can't fight them demons on this level, you're going to be, don't go. Don't go. Mm. Don't go. 
Because, see, God's been prepping Elder. Now, Elder, can I ask you another question? Sure. All the journey in your life, and I truly believe you weathered the storm. You've seen the pain. I know you've seen the demons, too. Oh, yeah. So could you kind of describe to the audience out there what you have to do when you came towards the Judases in, in your walk and, 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 and wanted to stop you for what you are and how people didn't want to appreciate you for who you were and what you, the gift you had in you, but you kept persevering? Can you explain that to the audience? You know what? It, you get to a place where you have to put your trust in God because no matter where you are in life, no matter what it is that you're endeavoring to do, you're going to come across those very people. You're going to come across people that will tell you, I am 100% behind you. I'm with you. You know, whatever you need me to do, I got you. I got your back. You know, and the moment things get just a little shaky or a little, you know, a little unsteady, they are out the door. Okay, that door hit them before they could even think twice. Okay, so you're going to run into that. You're going to run into those that want to infiltrate what you're doing to sabotage it because they're walking in a spirit of jealousy. They only want to come into your inner circle so they can try from within to tear you down. Why? Because they have yielded themselves to the enemy and and are allowing the enemy to um, wield them as your enemy. Now understand, and you got to recognize what the word of God said, you know, it's not the flesh. It is the enemy working in and through the flesh. So you've got to tear down the enemy without tearing down the person. That's a struggle in itself because you in the natural want to go upside this individual's head and do some real bodily harm. I'm not telling the, you know, I'm just being real. Let me put it that way. But you have to recognize it for what it is. All right. Once you can can allow God to minister to you, and that's what you have to do. This is why it still goes back to the same thing that we said a few minutes ago, Tanya. That core. What's at your core? Or is your core connected to God? Because we will always have those moments. We're gonna run into demons. But the beauty of God is that He will give you a spirit of discernment. Most of the time, you will see it before it happens. But think about this. Take this to heart. Jesus chose Judas because Judas had a purpose. And to bring to pass what God had constructed and called Christ to do for us, there had to be a Judas. Without Judas and that betrayal, Christ wouldn't have went to the cross. Think about this and keep this in mind, okay? Keep this in mind. You know, when you look back on your story, there's going to be integrals and things that have happened in your life. There's going to be people, places, and things that you have encountered in your past that had to be. Even though it was, it's a bittersweet memory, you did not understand it at the time, excuse me, but it was necessary to propel you to where God needed to get you. So the key is something that you said a few minutes ago that's invaluable, and that is don't get stuck there. Do not get stuck in your past. Do not get stuck in the bad. Do not get stuck in what happened. Learn from it and move on. Ask God, reveal to me, you know, because I'm really not understanding why I'm walking through certain situations, God. Be honest with the Lord. Don't sit up there like you all that in a bag of chips and, oh, I'm, I'm just, you know, yes, I just trust the Lord all the time and it's all good. That's a lot, okay? 
That's a lie. You're going to have some moments where it's like, Daddy, what's up? Because I'm really trying here. So really, really, what's going on? But some things need be to get you to the place you need to get to. If we did not have any trials or tribulations, if we did not have any betrayers, if we did not have any naysayers, okay, then where is the enemy that God said he was going to make our footstool? Where is that enemy that God said that he would promote us in front of? See, think about, you got to take the word, all the word, not just the good part, but all the word, and recognize and understand some things just must be, even though it does not make sense, even though, hear me, even though it will hurt sometimes. Sometimes you got to be hurt to be helped. You got to be lanced. You got to be cut. That's what lancing is. When you have a boil and you go to the doctor, there's inflammation within that boil. There's pus. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be gross, but there's this crap in this boil. And until that boil is cut, until it is lanced so that that impurities can flow out of it, it cannot heal. It cannot heal. So there are times in our lives when there are certain things. And, and here, now think this out. Now check this. God just dropped this in my spirit. You would not know that you had the impurity in your body if the boil didn't form. The impurity had to find a way to get out. So and if the boil did not form, you would not know that you had toxins in your body that needed to get out. That's powerful. That's powerful, sis. That is so powerful. People don't even realize the powerful statement you just made. And they and that's a known fact now. If people do research and if you get a you know, if you get a rising or a boil or something, there's something trying to come out fighting to get out. Yes, it's foreign it in is. your body. Exactly. You, something is you know what? inside. And so it, it it appears, it shows itself on the exterior to let you know something's wrong on the inside. Man, Elder, you know what? I hope everybody can kind of get a little bit. I'm breaking it down even more. As you were speaking, that was really powerful, the analogy how God gave it to you. And what you guys got to understand is she's letting you know in the real. You know, stop acting like church people because we go to church. Oh, no, no, I can't tell nobody about uh, No, uh -uh. uh-uh. Well, you don't have to, but you need to use it as a platform for you. Yes. If you're still yes. struggling, use it as a platform to get even further of where God there is taking go. you. This is what the Lord said to me. Elder said, your relationship. You got to get to a point in the relationship, though, even though it hurts. Daddy, what's up? Because mm. I've been doing this, what you told me. You said fast. I've been fasting. You said read your word. I've been speaking like, what's really going down? Because mm-hmm. I'm lost with this. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing wrong, then forgive me. But it reroute me another way. Because I don't need to keep wasting time on something that ain't of your will. See, that's a lot of times I'm telling you, everybody, right now. This is the part you need to call in. It's never our, it's, we say not my will, Lord, but thy will be done. But what we really saying to God a lot of times is if it ain't my way, Lord, it's the highway. But I'll have mercy if I'm getting close okay. to death. Have mercy. Oh, Lord, hey. the car done missed me. Lord, you still got me. Have mercy. Oh, my bills is due. Have mercy. Oh, my God, my kid's acting crazy. Have mercy. And then when he say I require some of these, hold up, hold up, hold up, Lord. Hold up. I got a couple things on my mind. You know, I've been trying to do a couple things. I love you. You know I do. Amen. Mm-hmm. When you wake up in the morning, you don't mm-hmm. even take the time to put your armor on. 
because mm-hmm. I was one of them kind of people and I struggled from time to time. Still there. They're not as bad as I used to be. And let me tell y'all, I'd be so glad for them little bitty victories now. I'd be like, thank you, Jesus. Okay. Make church yeah. today. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. You know what I'm trying to say? Lord, I mm-hmm. thank you. I made it home today. Thank you, Lord. My husband mm-hmm. made it home today. Man, he made me sick yesterday, but you don't know how bad. I'm glad you let him mm-hmm. make it home today. Amen, amen, amen. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, like, like Elder said, she ain't trying to tell y'all you're going to go out there and go, oh, I'm just for where I find out thou, Lord. I'm mm-hmm. like perfectly made in you, and there is never no imperfection. You may hmm. have never did drugs. You may have never did um, drank before. You may have never did any of that before. But I bet you some you got a worm in you somewhere. You are God you, you talking about thought. the people like me that do do it. Yeah. How could she? Yeah. And you know what? You just as sick as I am, and I'm doing it. You might as well. That's what the word of God said. Mm-hmm. You might as well mm-hmm. go ahead and do it. If you're mm-hmm. sitting there looking at your brother trying to pull the sky out of his eye, why don't you go ahead and do what he's doing? That's why you look so hard. Jesus. You can always, you can tell me however you want to. That's why I want you to come to call in and tell me if I'm saying something wrong because I'm not here trying to be perfect. So, mm-hmm. Elder, you know what I love about you? Because you did keep it real. And that's what this is really all about. The Lord said to me, when you have a baby, if a woman is pregnant with a baby, the baby is attached to her biblical cord. Mm-hmm. The biblical cord is a channel between the mother and the baby. When mm-hmm. she eats, whatever she does, it goes right. The nutrients go into that baby. That's mm-hmm. the same thing when the word of God, what you said Pastor Atkinson was talking about um, down in Las Vegas. And my pastor brought a different message, but the same tie-in about the sycamore tree. And what mm. was so indifferent, because the sycamore tree couldn't be planted everywhere. God had said that he's planting us like a tree. You want to be planted like a tree. By the rivers of water that bring right. forth its fruit in its season. You yes. may not think it's the kind of fruit that you can offer Beyonce and Jay-Z. You may not even think it's the same kind of fruit that you can offer Oprah or T.D. Jakes. But each may give you some fruit to be able to offer somebody that you don't think that, oh, well, what about it? It ain't above me. But God mm. will take care of you. You need to ask God what level that you need to be on. Because sometimes mm. we get twisted and believe that we should be so much higher than where we really should be. You want to be in the palace and maybe God said it ain't, no, it ain't for you to be in the palace. Nobody's saying that you can't prosper in another way. Yeah. He will bring things to you. Please hear me, people. Whatever level you own. I, didn't even, I wasn't even thinking of kingdom and all this. And trust me. I sometimes get down to my last dollar. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And some 50 here, 100 mm. there. Mm. He always made a way out of yes. no way. Yes, yes, yes. And what Elder is saying to everybody right now, preparation means what steps are you taking towards mm. what you have been asking God for? Yes. Please don't tell me. Don't be like me. Like they say, the Bible says be like the ants. Watch them and how they do. When the summertime comes, they're aggressive about getting yes, what they, they got to get done, building, yes, and getting their food. Watch the ants. They trip you out. Hmm. And anything to get in the way of the queen, they're going down. Hmm. But then after all that said and done, you don't see them when it's cold. They're underground. Mm-hmm. Know why they're underground? Because they've done what they did. They tore exactly. what they were supposed to tore. Exactly. They prepared for the winner. They prepared. And what I'm saying again. Please, people, Elder has had many years of going through. She had ups and downs. She had had ins and outs. You heard her. Elder, is there anything else you want to share with us? 
that maybe that maybe I'm overlooking the question, maybe I'm not asking when it comes time for that preparation time, when it comes time to know that we're in preparation time, because I believe a lot of us don't eat. Some people are in preparation time. You don't believe that God is saying, well, let me go ahead, dude. I got to do this. Because, mm-hmm. see, I can't be short of my word. You and know see, what, what you're saying, you don't want to miss the mark. Tell us, tell us, Elder, so we make it, sure that we don't miss the mark. I think part of that preparation is self-examination. How are you representing your father? How how are you representing the family name? If you say you are, quote, unquote, a Christian, okay, so you're saying that you are a disciple of Christ. You're saying that you have been engrafted and adopted into the family of God. How are you representing the family name? All right. Because in your preparation, what you cannot do is get caught up in the things of this world. Timothy put it this way. He said, any soldier, a good soldier, does not entangle himself in the affairs of this world that he may please the one that called him to soldier. In other words, you can't get so caught up and twisted in what's going on in society that you forget who you are to represent in society. Okay, we all have our thoughts and we all have our and we all have our opinions. And in in this hour, in, in this hour, in 19 uh, in 2019, in this hour, hear me. This country of the United States of America in which which I dwell. Now, our listeners are from all over the world, so you may be somewhere else, but in this country that I dwell in, we are so divided, and in our divisiveness, we are so opinionated to the point that we cannot hear what the other side is saying. We cannot embody or in, in, embrace, let me put it that way, embrace the other side. In some ways, I understand but in other ways, what trumps even your feelings, and pardon the pun, but what trumps even your feelings, okay, about the president, about the state of America is the word of God. How did God tell you to handle it? He didn't tell you to handle it by calling everybody an idiot and you this and you that and you know what I'm saying? No, he said, pray. He said, pray for your leaders. Pray for those that despitefully use you. Pray for your enemy. Pray. He said, pray without ceasing. And in your prayers, be careful that you're not praying, quote, unquote, white witchcraft prayers so that you're going and you're like, okay, I'm going to pray all right. I'm going to pray that this one dropped dead. I'm going to pray that this happens to that one. I'm going to pray. You know what I'm saying? No. You go before God and you say, okay. Let me sit here in front of you, Lord, and let me hear from you what you would have me to release in the atmosphere about this nation, about leadership, about my family, about my life, about my enemy. Father, what would you have me to say? What is it? Because think about this. Never forget the weight of your words. Life and death. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Your words 
So therefore, you cannot just be idly throwing words out. When you speak without thought, when you speak without connection to the Holy Spirit, then 90% of the time you speak forth death and not life because you're not speaking forth a solution. You're speaking forth the problem. See, when we go before God and we sit quietly before him and allow him to word our thoughts first and foremost, allow him to correct our hearts because what we're feeling in our heart probably is not right because out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So let him correct what you're feeling in your heart so that when you open up your mouth, Daniel, what we can never forget is that we are changed agents. We are ambassadors of God. And as an ambassador, our only recourse is to speak forth what thus says the Lord, because I'm operating and representing the kingdom of God. Not the kingdom of Coilette, not the nation of America. I am operating and representing the kingdom of God. So therefore, I have to take on that same mindset that Christ had in which he said, I will only say what I hear my father say. I will only do what I see my father do. We've got to get back to that place. We've got to get back to that that connection. What did God say? Even in our preparing for our purpose, God say, here's something. And I I said this in, in my speaking the other night at the conference. In the early 90s, let me share this. In the early 90s, I was introduced to a gentleman by the name of Dr. Miles Monroe, the late great, as far as I'm concerned, Dr. Miles Monroe. When I was introduced to his teachings, he was profoundly exploring purpose. And two things that he said has never left me in all of these years, in all of these years, almost 30 years ago. He said, number one, if you want to know the purpose of a thing, you have to go to the mind of the creator, the one that created that thing, to truly, truly recognize and understand its purpose. Because only the creator knew that for which he was creating that object for. And the second thing he said was, if you do not know the purpose of a thing, you will A, abuse it, be abnormally use it because you don't understand its purpose. And when I learned that, when I heard that, I had to go back in my own life and think about this. At my creation, which did not occur when a man and a woman came together and and procreated me in San Francisco in 1956. That was not my creation. My creation occurred in the mind of God, and he just used those two individuals to push me forth into this earth realm legally because I don't even know who they are. I don't know their names. I know a little something, something about them, but that's it. So, so, you know, their bearing and their influence in my life was just two people that God used to legally birth me out into the earthland. And for that, I'm grateful. <laughs> okay. 
but my creation began in the mind of God. And when I was created in his mind, I was created because there was a need. He crafted me to fulfill a need that he knew was going to occur. Not only did he craft me to fulfill the need, he delicately and and specifically placed me in this timeline of millennial to be born so that I could be present at the time that that answer was needed. See, it gets really deep. Now, when I thought about that, I had to also think about the fact that I didn't select the earth suit that he was going to birth me for. First and foremost, I didn't select the two people that he was going to bring together so that I, I could enter into this earth realm. I did not select my gender. I did not select my complexion. I didn't select any of that. He selected all of that. And, and in his selection of it, he had to have a reason for me today to be a black woman. I didn't choose this. He did but I can embrace it because I know it's part of my destiny. I couldn't fulfill what it was that he created me to fulfill if I was any other gender, which is the only other gender is male, or if I was any other complexion. He decided that this is who he wanted me to be. He crafted me as a black woman. And so I embrace that because it's part of the making of who he created me to be. So with that being said, then I have to make sure that I stay before him if I am going to properly work out and live out that that I was created for. Because I have to keep going back to the creator and, and allowing him to reveal more and more of the reason and the purpose for which I was created. Because he doesn't tell you all at one time. Amen. He reveals Amen. it over time. And you had a need and a purpose to be over here yesterday, but guess what? Tomorrow there's a need and a purpose for you to be somewhere else. And it just keeps going. It keeps going. So hopefully I answered your question. <laughs> you did. And you know what, Elder? Uh, it's, the time is coming to the end of the show. It I is. pray that I've been able to ask Elder some questions to get to the core of maybe some deeper things. But basically what she's saying is, you know, it's about a relationship with him. It's not Mm -hmm. about being mad at him about the way that he made you. If you slipping and you keep slipping up and making mistakes, well, we all do that. Mm -hmm. But like anything else, when you get to the point where you're tired, you're going to be tired. And Mm -hmm. you'll ask God to finally give, you'll give it to God. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times we're wrestling behind the same things over and over again because we say we're tired, but we're not really tired. Mm. Because I'll tell you something, when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, mm. you'll do something There will about be it. a change. There will definitely there will be, a, be change. a change. And let me tell you, let me tell you, if you are thirsty and you haven't had water in a while and there's some water, you don't, you ain't going to question where it came from. You ain't going to mm. question what kind of water is it. You ain't going to question and ask, is it alkali? All you're going to do is you're going to drink it because your thirst, your thirst hungers after yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that's the same way that we have to thirst for the Lord. So I'm guilty, and I'm going to say something else even more. Guilty because I slip. Guilty because I kick myself too long. Guilty because I think that I can't be used because I've done so many things. God mm-hmm. can use broken pieces. 
Mm-hmm. How do you, why do you think they called it a puzzle? Hmm. You think that when you get the puzzle that it's going to be put together in a box and then you put, take it apart and make it again? No, it comes Mm-mm. with pieces. Mm-hmm. And they say that they're guaranteed that all those pieces in the box, well, you could trust God to know that all the pieces are mm. in heaven. And the potter wants to put you back together again. Glory. Ask God what do he want you to be. Not what you choose to be, but what he wants you to be. We love you, Elder. Thank you for all the hard work, the commitment, the endless, sometimes sleepless nights. Mm. I know. Not because I'm her God sister. I've seen a lot of things and some things I haven't. But she's never changed anything. She's been consistent all the way through. I continue to pray your blessings, Elder. Because Amen. I know that we still have boats that we got names on them, and we have mm-hmm. to get them. Yes, ma'am. But I want everybody to know that we love you. Can you yes. pray a prayer over us before we close the show? Pray a prayer over us, Elder, that we could be able to get this. Father God, we just worship you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness, even in spite of our sometime lack thereof. But you are yet faithful. You are words. You are faithful to your name. You are faithful to your purpose in our lives. And we're so grateful. I pray, oh, Lord God, that as we all continue to grow in you, as we all continue to press in even deeper into you and in the things that you have called us to, that, Father God, you will continue to favor our lives. You will continue to grace our lives with your presence, and you will continue Continue to reveal more and more of who you are so that we can see more and more of who we are. We give you praise. Thank you for this time, Lord, that we've been able to spend together. And may your blessing envelop each and every person that hears this broadcast. Bless them to know you in a greater way way. Bless them with radical radical manifestation of your presence and what you have called into being in their lives. And we give you the praise, the glory, and honor for it because we say it is so. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, we thank you. Amen and thank God. Thank you so much for joining us today. I love you. I love you. I love you. And remember, Be prepared for your purpose. Don't get ready. Be ready. God bless you. Amen. Let's keep it real.